Good morning, everybody. It's a rainy, rainy Thursday in South Central Kentucky, but it's 10 o'clock and that means it's time for Tim with Tim. My name is Tim Harris, pastor of Woodburn Baptist Church, and uh, this is what we do. Tim with Tim, we go verse by verse through the Word of God. We're in the book of Proverbs this week. We're not going to finish Proverbs. We're going to go through uh, tomorrow, and then Monday we'll start the book of Ephesians. But uh, today we're in Proverbs chapter 11, verses 1 to 31. I've been saying over and over Proverbs now, the section we're in anyway. Uh, these aren't, uh, it's not a story, it's not a narrative. Sometimes the verses seem to be loosely connected, but mostly it's just these couplets, these uh, lines of uh, Hebrew poetry that are paired together in twos and little pairs, and they give us words of wisdom. Uh, I have found several to like in chapter 11. Let's kind of walk through them. Uh, the first one, I, I know it's probably nobody's favorite. The Lord detests the use of dishonest scales, but he delights in accurate weights. Um, it's one of the themes, not just in Proverbs, but throughout the Old Testament especially. Just the simple fact that God hates people who are dishonest in business. Or I can't say God hates people. God hates uh, uh, when people are cheated. How's that? God hates when people are cheated in business. The idea here is, uh, you know, in the marketplace where you've got scales and uh, typically you'd have a, a scale that say one pound on this side and then you could add your produce on this side to equal a pound. And it was easy enough to label something a pound that wasn't really a pound. So basically people were never getting what they were paying for. Kind of like Girl Scout cookies when the box stays the same size, but they keep adding more and more plastic. So eventually it's just one big box for three cookies. You know, I'm just kidding, Girl Scouts. Please don't come up against me. Uh, but you know what I'm saying? Uh, God just hates when people are cheated. You know, that kind of dishonesty and uh, it just points to, uh, in the end, economic justice and the fact that God really, really cares about the way you do your business. So if you're a business owner, a business person, God really cares about the way you treat people and God cares about whether or not you cheat people, you know. Uh, anyway, I just think that's kind of an important verse for all of the implications that go with it. Verse 2, one of the, the just sort of uh, comparison, the uh, contrast between pride and humility Obviously, throughout Scripture, God gives, you know, uh, uh, grace to the humble, but he opposes the proud, you know, all, all through Scripture. And in verse 2, pride leads to disgrace, but with humility comes wisdom. Pride is just that being puffed up, thinking too much of yourself, but humility uh, goes with wisdom. Humility gives you that ability to to know your own weaknesses, to know your own limitations. And that way you don't go out doing something stupid or blowing yourself up in some way, you know, that is way, way beyond what is actually honest or, or, or realistic. The prideful person you know, thinks they're all that and they don't understand their limits, you know. But uh, gosh, just to be aware of where your weaknesses are, that's kind of the beginning of wisdom. And the humble person can be honest about their own shortcomings. I, I just think that's kind of beautiful. Uh, honesty guides good people. Dishonesty destroys treacherous people. Verse 3, just a really, really simple one there. Uh, I like verse 7. When the wicked die, their hopes die with them, for they rely on their own feeble strength. It's a really hard verse to translate, to be honest, but I think that is the gist of it. When the wicked die, their hopes die with them, for they rely on their own feeble strength. The point there is that you have to put your hope in something eternal. You have to put your hopes 
uh, in things eternal because if, if the only thing, things you hope for are in this life, then when this life is over, you got nothing to look forward to in eternity. And I promise you, eternity is longer than this life, you know? So it's just that simple, put your hope, you know, in, in things that are eternal. And I love that. Uh, verse 8, the godly are rescued from trouble and it falls on the wicked instead. Notice he'll switcheroo there. Uh, you've got this, this situation where the godly person is in trouble and the wicked person seems to be, you know, skating around, you know, in, in, in happiness and prosperity, but all of a sudden, the godly are rescued from trouble and the wicked take their place. Uh, it's the idea that sooner or later, everybody gets what's coming to them. Uh, I guess you can argue that. Remember how I said just a minute ago, you got to put your hope in things eternal? Uh, I'm telling you, it's just me. I can't argue with the Proverbs here, but if you put your hope in everybody getting what they deserve in this life, whoo, uh, this life ain't long enough, you, you know, and, and I'm not sure that's how the world works. I think that true, truly everybody gets what's coming to them in the end. That, that's what's called judgment. And uh, and the truth of the matter is, if, if you don't want to get what's coming to you, which is condemnation, the only way to avoid that is through the grace and mercy of Jesus Christ. That's why he died for us. What we all got coming is condemnation and eternity in hell and punishment for our sins, judgment for sins. The only way to avoid that is uh, through salvation in Jesus. But if you're hoping in this life to see the sinners get what's coming to them, I'm telling you, all the Hitlers and you know all the other heathens of the world, uh, they don't necessarily get justice in this life. That's why we put our hope in an afterlife when God will ultimately destroy the wicked uh, and uh, and reward the righteous, and that's what, uh, in, in the long run, I think this verse is, is, is actually pointing to. Uh, look at verse 12. It's foolish to belittle one's neighbor. A sensible person keeps quiet. Probably your grandma said, if you don't have, anything, don't have something good to say, don't say anything at all. You know, it, it comes down to that. It's foolish to belittle your neighbor. Like, why do you have to do that? And there's some people, you, you say they got no filter, and some of you are like that. I got no filter, and you kind of brag about that. So you can just go around saying mean, snotty things, and we're all supposed to overlook that, you know. But Proverbs here says, you're just a fool. You know, it's foolish to walk around saying, you know, stuff that belittles other people. A sensible person just keeps quiet, you know. You don't have to say everything that pops into your mind. You don't have to point out everybody's flaws. You don't have to have something snarky to say about everybody. It's foolish to belittle your neighbor. I just, I just think that's really pretty good. Verse 12 and 13, like I say, sometimes they seem, these proverbs seem to be loosely associated. And verse 13 kind of goes with verse 12. A gossip goes around telling secrets, but those who are trustworthy can keep a confidence. Man, Proverbs has a lot to say about gossip, and it's one of those sins that we often, we, we just don't take it as seriously, probably because it's it's a sin of which at one time or another we're all guilty, and some people are guilty all the time. Man, if you're, a, I mean, a, a gossip goes around telling secrets, it's... It's not just like, you know, secrets, secrets. It's just the point is you're telling stuff that's not yours to tell, you know? Uh, it's not your business. Uh, but man, some people, you know, on the phone all day long, you know, talking about other people or on Facebook, you know, running other people down, just gossiping. I don't know why some people find this so amusing, so entertaining, you know, but, you know, stop. <laughs> just stop. Uh, if it's not yours to tell, 
Or if you're telling somebody else's business to somebody who's got no business knowing or got no, I mean, it just stop. It's, it's foolish. Um, uh, those who are trustworthy can keep a confidence. Man, if you find somebody, if you have people in your life who just, you know, will keep your secrets, man, that's a good friend. That's a trustworthy person. And, uh, and just if you haven't figured out by now, anybody who will gossip to you will gossip about you. You know, so don't go telling your stuff to somebody that tells everybody else's stuff to you because I'm telling you, that's not a trustworthy person. If they'll gossip to you, they'll gossip about you. You know, a trustworthy person will keep a confidence. They know how to keep their mouth closed. Verse 14, uh, without wise leadership, a nation falls. Oh my goodness, you know, can we just, you know, let that go on the cry on the bottom of every news channel? Because I'm telling you, uh, if it was true then, yeah, they hadn't even seen, you know, the, you know, presidential debates yet. Without wise leadership, a nation falls. We don't have any wise leadership. News bulletin, you know, this nation is in trouble. We do not have wise leadership. Our nation is being governed by fools. And, and I mean that by the biblical definition. We have no wise leadership. Our nation is crumbling, and, and, and this is why. There is safety in having many advisors. Again, these two couplets, that they go together. Uh, multiple counselors. The idea is, man, if, if you really want to have wisdom, then you seek multiple counselors. You find multiple people that are wise and, and, and get their input, and that's where you know real safety is found. Uh, but man, what a verse, right? Uh, what, what a verse. 17, kindness will reward you. Cruelty will destroy you. It's the basic principle that the way you treat other people is going to come back to you. You know, the way you treat other people eventually is going to come back to you. Kindness will reward you. I know there are people in this world who take advantage of kindness. It's one of the things that bugs me most about telemarketers because they take advantage of your kindness. They know that you're too kind to just hang up on them. And so they keep you on the phone. And and, and I really, just really uh, have a problem. I despise people who take advantage of other people's kindness. Uh, kindness, as I said, it can be taken advantage of, but in the long run, you want to be kind because kindness will reward you. It's going to come back to you. Uh, you're going to uh, in, in many, many ways, just live a happier life because that's the path of kindness. Cruelty will destroy you. You get some kind of kick out of being mean to others. Oh my goodness, all that's going to come back on you. That's what the proverb teaches. Now, I think verse 22 is kind of funny. A beautiful woman who lacks discretion is like a gold ring and a pig snout. You know, we talk about putting lipstick on a pig. Uh, the point of that is, man, who's going to be fooled by that? You know, nobody's looked at the gold ring and the pig's now. So well, look at that beautiful ring, you know, oh my goodness, you know, and you don't notice the pig, you know, and this is the thing. You got this beautiful woman and you think, oh my goodness, look at that beautiful woman. You don't realize, oh wait, you know, she's, she's dumb, <laughs> you know, she lacks wisdom. She lacks discretion. You know, it's just that, you know, beauty is like lipstick on a pig, you know, because it always comes down to what's inside. You want to know what's inside. Verses 24 to 28 all, all kind of hang together because they're about greed and generosity. Give freely and become more wealthy. Be stingy and lose everything. Uh, gosh, as I said last night in prayer meeting, if you were here in the Woodburn Church family, um, it is so easy in our culture to, to be uh, just in the grip of greed. Our culture nourishes greed. Everything around you encourages greed. Want more, buy more, have more. Uh, and the only real antidote for that is gen uh, is generosity. You know, you just give, and giving seems to you know break the back of greed. 
Um, Trust in your money and down you will go, verse 28. Uh, I I love that. Uh, So uh, anyway, that's the gist of Proverbs chapter 11. Good stuff, right? We'll pick up right here tomorrow. Proverbs chapter 12, only 28 verses. So don't forget, pick out your favorite from today. Put it in the comments and uh, talk together about how God is speaking to your heart through the Proverbs. I love you guys so much. I just hope it rains all day. It's kind of a a, a good vibe for me. I got a lot of studying, a lot of writing to do. So uh, can't do anything else. We'll just do that uh, and let the rain water the earth. Uh, stay in the word and let the word water your soul. I'll see you in the morning. Lord willing, 10 o'clock for Tim with Tim. Have a great Thursday.